Hello, we saved you a seat. Welcome to episode 23 of Train Station at 8, a video game music podcast. Every week, we take one video game song and discuss it in depth. This week's song is Dragon Age Origins from, wait for it, Dragon Age Origins. It's the theme song, you see. Joining me to discuss it this week is my brother and perpetual co-host, Stephen Kelly. Hello, well, Stephen. Ho- hello there. Hi. Ju- Let's talk shrimp. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I'd rather talk about video game music. That's where my All passions right. lie. What's my name, Stephen? Your name is Brian Kelly. You're my brother um, for many years Too and true. will continue to be for many more years. Probably so. And although this is a guest-centric uh, uh, podcast, we've recently been getting into the idea of sometimes not having guests on, because not only does that ease right. up our schedules a little bit and make us go less crazy, but it's just nice to be able to hang out with just the two of us and talk well, about Well, we have it. a guest this week. He's just very quiet. Yeah, it's that, the shrimp. No, no, he's just on the line, but I don't know if I should introduce him because he's really shy, so we'll just keep going. Is it Enonzur? Maybe. I Maybe. knew it. I don't want to slander him by telling by telling the world he's on our podcast, but that's possible. Good point. Um, so yeah, Stephen, before we get into our main topic here, I want to know a very important question, which is what have you been listening to? Well, I'm glad you decided to ask me that. Um, I'm guessing it was one album from Sir Will Rock. Well, that's one of the many things I've been listening to. Okay. Um, the album in question that you're referencing is Welcome to the Real World, which is an original composition maybe loosely inspired by video games. I don't really know. Um, hmm. The album art suggests so. I find it interesting that the one he names Welcome to the Real World is the one where he stops doing video game covers and does his original stuff. Yes, and it's really fun to hear completely new stuff that isn't based on a game tune as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and it's just as good. It's just as good as anything he would remix, if not better. Um, in particular, I think that Shoot 'em Down is an amazing song. Mm. So if you just Sounds like all, a video game song. It does. I mean, there are a lot of things that... I mean, like, the last song is called New High Score, which is sure. actually, like, an SNES remix of Shoot 'em Down. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's still Neat. very video gamey. What else? Um, Board. What else? Keep going. Uh, Armored Core. Armored Board. Core. Keep going. No, really. Uh, anything no. interesting to say about that? Um, it's a weird soundtrack. Yep. It's I, a boring game, though. Eh, it's just. I, I, no, really. I played like. We got it maybe like six years ago at this point. I don't so think long we gave it much of a chance. And we played it a little bit, and it just. I remember the sound design being really off. Like. Yeah. It didn't sound like good. the mixing. Yeah. The music is definitely, um, it's unlike anything I've ever heard in a game before. Hmm, it's how kinda, so? Oh, jeez, I don't, I can't describe it. I, I was listening to it, and I already decided that I can't, um, make you a word picture in this particular case. Is it good? It's really good. Um. Okay. It's, it's just, it's just, you know the song Thinker, right? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of mentality. It's, it has this sort of, a very real almost lo-fi uh, recorded it in a garage kind of sound. Really not what so you So like expect. garage music. Uh, but no, not at all that. And yet... Nah, and it's stuck in my mind. It's garage music. But Next. Okay. <laughs> um, no, that does sound really neat. I remember that song. Um, or I remember an OC remix of that song. Mm-hmm. Um, who was done by... That wasn't Jillian, was it? Was it someone J- else? Jillian did one, and um, so did Dia. From. Oh, really? Yeah. So they both did a version of that song? I'm fairly certain. Oh, interesting. I can log it up right. for you right here in my library. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the best song on it, on it though. But on cool. the album. Um, it, was it originally a female vocalist? No. Interesting. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I remember. I think, there were, sound like it. I think there were multiple singers. Um, oh, okay. It was kind of robotic, too, so in a way it was yeah. hard to tell. It's about robots who have become sentient. And I also... uh, Is it? I don't know. Oh. (laughs) I I mean, they could be. Yeah. um, I really have no idea. I mean, we played, like, multiple hours of that game, and I have no idea what's going on. Oh, man. What was... I think the story was about, like, companies who would become the military, so it's basically just Metal Gear. Probably. Yeah. It was a Japanese robot game, so probably. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear. I also started listening to the first song in the remix album of Jimmy Henson's Glory Days. Okay. 
and it was awesome. It was by Chipzell, mm-hmm. and um, then I decided to stop listening to it. Why? Because I actually have some really good memories of listening to Glo- is it Glory Days or the Glory Days? Regardless, the Glory Days of listening to that album um, while driving around with the windows down, um, with like cold spring air. Hmm. And I, I started getting these nostalgic flashbacks listening to this, uh, arrangement, remix album of it. Uh huh. And decided, you know what? I'm gonna listen to this album, like on the first day of fall. <laughs> Sorry, the, the title Grunt is a Muppet. It's just, <laughs> it's even spelled G-R-O-N-T. <laughs> it's a, he learned that from Grant Kirkhope, I'm fairly sure. Grant Kirkhope. Um, Grant yeah. Kirkhope. Of course, he's still got to mention on our podcast, even when it's in completely different, uh, yep, always. It's yeah. the way of the universe. But yeah, that, that's interesting that you, you want to like get the conditions of the original back so it's perfectly yeah. nostalgic, which is ironic because it's, yeah, it's all album. about this. It just has that effect. Um, yeah. lastly, I've been, uh, listening to Animal Crossing music all day. Um, mm. whenever I'm not actively working on a project, I just have the, um, Animal Crossing music player that changes songs depending on what time of day it is. Gotcha. Um, which is yeah. so a, good. Wild World or original? It's original. All original okay. Animal Crossing. But you can do um, that website in Wild World if I remember correctly. I think you can, but well, who would want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to listen to the original stuff. Um, Precisely. Shout out to 5pm. Is that like a remixer? Uh, no, it's the time of day. If you oh, crossing. okay. Trade decision at 8, Stephen. Please, we don't like to talk about mm. times of day. Good point. I also like 8 p.m. Other times of day are a competition. <laughs> I hate like that podcast. 12 yep. a.m. It's the worst. Bus stop, bus stop at 3 p.m. It's just the worst. Ugh. Um, anyway. So speaking of the worst, what have you been listening to? <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a great intro. <laughs> I don't really know how to follow that up. Um... Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I've been listening to a little Kirby 64 music. Oh, that's nice. How you liking it? Uh, it's great. It's Kirby. And Kirby's good. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> classic Kirby, but it is Kirby. It's really good Kirby. It's really good, but it just doesn't sound like the older Kirby game. So. Some of it does. In oh. different ways. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but like. There are very similar structures. Oh, yeah, of course. They're similar. Yeah. Right, but. Uh, let's see here. I have been listening to Days a lot. Um, oh, the Poets of the Hall single. Yes. I listened to it once. Oh, uh, you, you need to listen. It's the only when I force you to listen to it. You need well, to go back. Yeah, you're right. I just, I don't have it in my library yet, but. I important for mine. It's super good. It's, uh, won't go into depth about everything I think about it, but it makes me very excited for their album coming in September. It makes me excited because I realize that this is the kind of song you can listen to ten times. Um, and, and still if, find new stuff. And if the whole album is that in depth. Yep. It's one of those songs I just like more and more as I hear it more, and that's yeah. a very good sign. Uh, let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um... I listened to a lot of the song, or actually I didn't listen to a lot of the song of healing. I listened to a lot of the version I made of it. Yes. <laughs> um, because I Oh man, we should probably mention that, um, thanks to some advice from our trio of guests that we had right. on. On the last episode. On the last that? Yeah. episode, um, all of the Mosi remixers. Yes. You went ahead and made a very expensive purchase for the, for the good of music. Yeah, so for anyone interested, I got the Focusrite Sapphire 6 uh, interface. Or, sorry, what did they say? Audio interface? Audio, yes, audio interface. So basically, that's what I plug my guitar or any microphones I'd use into that. And then uh, that goes into my computer. And then I also got Complete 9, which is a big package of different uh, VSTs and that sort of thing. And it was on sale currently at its site. I believe it believe it just stopped because I think it went to the end of August, but you can ah. check. Um, but they are also... I think fairly cheap on Amazon, but I went ahead and got it through uh, their site. Um, so, yeah, that's just like every kind of sound, piano, harp, strings, drum kits, um, se- sequencers, just everything you can imagine. And I haven't even scratched the surface of that, but I made a a, a revision of um, the Song of Healing from Majora's Mask. Which was almost going to be this I was going to do the song we did. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, and... But then you started playing Dragon Age, and all bets were off, and you changed your mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm like, I don't have time for music, I'm playing Dragon Age, and this theme song's awesome. Um, but yes, I really... What did you think of that, uh, that version I put together? Um, well, publicly, I have to say that I loved it. Okay, um, well, you said that privately, too. Yeah, I said it privately, <laughs> so I, I really, really liked it. Um, I had yeah. a couple of small issues with it. Um, and was yeah. fascinated by the process of looking over your shoulder and watching you change. Um, yeah, yeah, you some had some it. really good feedback. One of the one Thank of the you. sections early on, and then the ending was really rushed. It's still abrupt, but I changed it a lot from what I was originally. I showed it to Cameron, uh, friend of the show and former guest and fellow whales or whaleser and fellow wh- fellow whales or whaleser. That's hard He's to say, a good man. Fellow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and he had an interesting point, which is he thought. He said the main cello sample sounded really MIDI. Um, and I thought it was, I didn't think the playing of it was that great. You know, it was pretty, the notes between were pretty, sh- uh, abrupt, but I thought the actual sound was really good. I think the actual um, sound, I kind of agree with you. I wouldn't mistake it for a real cello. No, no. But, um, uh, con- I mean, considering it was like your first time. Right, and he wasn't insulting my wrench. He said that was great. He just thought it was because I got a bad sample. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I think it was largely how I played the sample. Uh, and it yeah. also led me to realize and improve upon it is that was a solo cello. It was like one cello playing. Right. Um, and so when it's not articulated well, it's really like... You're a, listening you're, to that you're, one... You're listening for that person to be playing an instrument. Yeah. So you, I changed it to an ensemble of cellos, and it sounds a lot more natural. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm curious what you think of that version. Yeah. Um, so I can show you that later, but I, I do think it sounds quite a bit better than Cameron agreed. Uh, while I really liked the idea of a solo cello for that piece, it's I just hard don't to think I had the, yeah. yeah, I didn't have the editing to do that yet, but I, there are lots of tricks out there that you can apply to make it sound Speaking of new, um, Zelda remixes, something else that I didn't mention I'd listened to is a new, uh-huh. um, song that just got submitted to OC Remix, uh, yeah. by Chimpazilla. Okay. And it's a super good uh, remix of Lake Hylia from Twilight Princess. Mm. Definitely, definitely listen to it. Yeah, I, man, I absolutely love that song. It's not as serious or slow-paced as you'd think. Mm. Um, it actually has some bass in it, and it, it has a really neat pattern where it starts at 3-3, and then yes. about halfway through, maybe a little more, it switches to 4-4. Four, four. So the whole thing huh. speeds up and gets happier, and it's just, it's really good. Interesting. Uh, I'll have to give that a listen. Yes. Um, let's see, what what else was I going to? Oh, yes, and I've been listening to more Oblivion, as always, because that's like a constant soundtrack. Oh, well, all Elder Scrolls is kind of constant for me. Um, yeah, I think Oblivion's just my favorite to just listen to day to day. The others are more evocative of their worlds. Yes, Oblivion... Is easier to uh, separate somehow. Yeah. Well, the world from, isn't that memorable. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of part of it. Or so I find. Um, um but yes, that, that about covers what I've been listening to. I mean, there's a lot more I could talk about. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of music, but we're kind of here to talk about something more Dragon Agey. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. We are going to talk about Dragon Age, which is Dragon Agey by pretty much any definition of the word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's move on to that and discuss a little of our background at Dragon Age. Uh, okay, that's a really good idea. And it, we kind of have a similar background as as is oftentimes the case with us. Interestingly, we never played a Dragon Age game together, though. Now, okay, the only Dragon Age game we've played yeah. is Dragon Age Origins. We never we played like the demo of two, but never really got into it. And that's what we want to focus on this time anyway. So ever since Dragon Age Origins came out. And even before that, some it really looked incredible. Two-timing guest Kev- Kevin Van Ord. Two-timing. <laughs> he betrayed us. Um, wrote a review for it on his yes. website, GameSpot.com. Yes. You might have uh, heard of it before. I'm not sure. Um, yes, I think so. And it inspired me as a writer and mm-hmm. as a player of video games. In fact, I remember sending him yeah, um, I a PM through the GameSpot mail system saying, I, this this is an incredible review. It made the game sound so lifelike somehow. I just yeah. want to play it so much now. I'm, I'm, me, how do you write such good reviews? It reminds me of his Divinity Originals interview, which is also yeah. excellent. Um, he's great at writing for those big RPGs like that. Uh, you can tell he really loves them. He has, and I, 
maybe this is a little bit off topic, uh, <laughs> but he has a really good um, skill. He, he, he's very skillful in the process of giving you the scope of how much there is in this game without getting bogged down with the into every detail and thing. Spoiling this is the party system. This is the combat system. This is the crafting system. Mm-hmm. He somehow writes. Well, a- he ties into how the crafting system in uh, Divinity ties. Like he talks about the crafting system in perspective of how the game doesn't guide you by the hand through things that lets you yes. have the wonder of discovery. So he ties all into a major theme and point he's trying to get across rather than just running through mechanically why it's a good game piece by piece. Yes. Um, um, and that's kind of what Dragon Age does well. It it uh, also is skillful at taking a huge colossal premise, but yeah. somehow distilling it into something extremely playable but deep. So we were beyond pumped to play it when we finally did. Uh, I don't quite remember what the delay was. Like, we were waiting to get good enough PCs or something. Uh, but it was a while before we actually played it. Yes. Uh, we should play it on our own. Um, I have played through it at this point, like, two and a half times, and I'm going through my third full playthrough. I, I've done it one and a half, so, so I'm I not So I played through as... the full game, th- the first half of the game, three times, and going on four now. Wow. And this is a, like, 50 to 60 hour RPG. I don't do that with RPGs pretty much ever. No, unless um, it's a World of Warcraft or Animal Crossing. There's really nothing. Or you... Knights of the Old Republic. <sighs> you know what? Or strategy games. Now that no, I, I said RPGs. It. Oh, oh, we're talking just RPGs here. I'm talking RPGs. Uh, All right. Ty- yeah, typically, I mean, strategy games really do work. It's not about just finishing them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Dragon Age, uh, or just Bioware games like Mass Effect. The only reason I kept playing the beginning of Mass Effect is because I kept losing interest. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just can't even finish Mass Effect 2. But Dragon Age and Night Shield Republic, there's something about those worlds. Um, something about the feel, the amount of agency you have in them and the amount of choice you have going through them and how the dialogue works. It just makes it engaging to me every time I go into it. Well, I used to keep a log of, um, Stray thoughts I'd have about video games. Mm -hmm. This is back when I was more considering maybe some career in video games. So I like to keep these thoughts close at hand. And upon finishing Dragon Age, I was staggered um, and wrote like a lengthy paragraph or two about how it was one of the greatest stories I had seen told in a game. And yet I felt like I had total agency in it. I felt like that the ending that I got, I guess I won't spoil what what it was. But my character ended up sacrificing greatly. Yeah, yeah, I know what ending you're thinking of. I did that. That was the last ending I did. And I, from his relationship with Alistair and um, Morgan and all the different party members, they Mm -hmm. all felt like they were my friends. This was this character's journey. This is how it was. Like, no one else felt the betrayal with this person. No one else had this unique relationship of toleration but suspicion with this character. It was my story somehow. Yeah. It it was phenomenal. Yep. Um... I think it's, I think the other reason I can go back to this one in particular so often, and it's more engaging than going back to the idea of the Old Republic or something, is the origin system. Um, yes. because even though there are only three races and three classes, which is pretty limited for an RPG like this, um, the origins give you the first maybe hour, hour and a half of the game, and just the perspective that your character goes out of the world with is completely different. They have like six different ones. Yep. Um, so you're just viewing the whole world through a different lens. And in terms of, like, character building, that's wonderful for an RPG. Instead of it just being like, you are an adventurer that has shown up mysteriously in an adventurer's hall. It's yeah. like, and you yep. can bring anything in there. It kind of gives you this place to begin and this backstory to start molding your character before it puts you out into the world. Yeah, you have a place in the world in Dragon Age. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that that about covers our history with it. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, I don't think so. Uh, like we mentioned before, we didn't play Dragon Age 2. We're very, no. very interested in Dragon Age 3, though. Inquisition. Uh, inc- uh, whatever. It's not they're calling it. Whatever they're calling that silly <laughs> game. Uh, yeah. And we've I haven't just played, played the expansion yet either. That's one of the reasons I'm replaying the game is I want to bring this character I'm making into the expansion before 3. Yes. So, there's that. All right. So, we can, uh, uh, probably get on to the, uh, major major draw here i mean a few other things i probably want to mention just for people that don't have a background in dragon age because we kind of jumped into that suddenly as we um, tend to do 
as we tend to do, we sometimes forget that people haven't experienced the same things we have. We sometimes <laughs> don't realize that other people aren't us. It's an, it's an odd consideration. Uh, Dragon Age was a, uh, Western RPG developed by Bioware, published by EA, and released in 2009 for the PC, 360, and PS3. It was generally loved by people and very much in the Baldur's Gate vein of games, kind of reinventing, reinvigorating, I should say, that old genre. So. And after all that Mass Effect business going on, which I never got into, playing a fantasy-based um, RPG that focuses on very different things was glorious. Yes, quite, quite right. I mean, that's a good point, is I can't think of another fantasy RPG in this vein that I actually enjoy. Yeah, I haven't much. played The Witcher 2, but... I haven't played the, the later Witcher games, and I hope they're out there, but often it, they're, they're D&D-based, and that, honestly, I don't like games that are strictly D&D-based. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of the fantasy Bioware ones especially are. So, yeah. There we, Planescape seems pretty neat. I never got too far in I that, mean, the KOTOR is awesome, but... Again, that's not fantasy. Yeah. Yes. It's space fantasy, maybe. All right. So, with that underway, let's, uh, let's start, uh, setting up the background for the song in particular. So, Dragon Age Origins main themes are going to be discussing. It is composed by Enon Zur. We had about Zur. a ten a ten minute Google right. conversation trying Enon to figure out how to Zur. pronounce it. Yes, Enon it, Zur. It we had pronounced. to find an interview where he introduced himself. Yes. <laughs> um, that's I N O N Z U R. So he's he's done games such as Champions of Norath, Dragon's Dogma, Soul Calibur Five. Um, those are the main things I pulled from his history. I don't know if there's anything else you remember him for um i mostly know him from dragon age that was the first place okay. i was exposed to a lot of his music so i always we think had of him. heard it in champions of nora am yes. i crazy or did he do crisis am i completely nuts right now uh let me look that up let crisis. me see that sounds he did sounds right yes, yes. okay did. i really like the main theme of crisis yeah it got a little repetitive i enon zur um can sometimes really hit it out of the park when it comes to a strong um, emotional theme song. He really puts all yeah. this effort and energy and pours craft into it. I feel like where he starts to trip up is when he starts to just make battle themes and town themes and yeah. your run-of-the-mill um, background music. It starts to sound very similar and uh, clunking, for a lack of better musical term. Clunking. I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that that's actually a, a good point that I hadn't realized with Crisis. Um, I don't know if he did that with Dragon's Dog, but absolutely, if he wrote that title screen song. <laughs> um, but I, I unfortunately don't think he actually that. did. Um, so yeah, this song is where you actually hear it in the game in the form we are going to play it is at the title screen. Correct. Um, interestingly, the song has... I would I would separate the song into three different parts. So would I, in fact. Uh, there's the main theme, or the theme of Dragon Age, which plays it at the beginning. Then it goes into what I see as the theme of the Darkspawn. Yeah. Um, which is what the middle section is. I don't think that actually has, like, a name, or I couldn't even find it played anywhere else in the game. Do you know of anywhere that that was used? Because I didn't find that. Um, I don't think so. It sounds so yeah. familiar. Right. That it feels like it should be in the game somewhere. It's similar to a lot of the bum-bum. Yeah, similar bum, in bum, style bum. to a lot of the combat themes against the Darkspawn, but I'm not sure it's actually in the game. It could be. But that I view as the theme of the Darkspawn. And then the third part I see as the theme of the Grey Wardens, mm-hmm. um, or a fighting back against the Darkspawn. And that scene, um, it, it's heard throughout the game in different places, but it's seen prominently in the intro movie when the Grey Wardens are first introduced as a concept that song plays. So it plays, yeah, in Ferelden at War, which is one of the best songs in Dragon Age. Yes, it plays in that as well. Um and the Dragon Age theme, I mean it plays uh in the camp, the main camp where you talk to all your party members. It plays at the title screen and then it also plays um there's a revision of it that one of your party members actually sings. Right. And we'll and definitely get into that later. Yes. So, so that's just an idea of where this song is seen throughout the game. I mean, it's a, it really encompasses the whole game in terms of motifs. It sets the stage for the primary musical themes of everything. It's a story-wise, theme-wise, musically, it's the best of real for Dragon Age Origins. 
Yep, that, that is a good way of putting it. So, here is Dragon Age Origins from Dragon Age Origins, composed by Einenzer. So that was Dragon Age Origins, composed by Enon Zur. Pretty good song. I pronounced say. the name right, too. Thank you. Yep, that was, uh, actually, this is a dreadful song. Um, so let's, put it in that's one context. way of putting it, actually, it's full of dread. <laughs> well, uh, let, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Let's just go ahead and discuss it part by part. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so we'll start with part two. <laughs> well, I just need to put a little bit of context into mm. me yes. calling it dreadful. Right. Only because when I heard it on the title screen, I became very excited to go explore this world, uh, and no song even came close to matching it, um, except, as we'll talk about later, Liliana's song, which yes. is just the same thing, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I thought that was actually a bit of a disappointment, finding out that the rest of the game couldn't match it, uh, but that doesn't take away no. from the goodness of this piece of music. No. So, part one is primarily... It's got a few strings in there, but it's centered around that vocal yes. melody. Um, and this, I completely agree how you split it up into the three parts. I also agree with the kind of the themes that they represent. To put it in a, a less, um, maybe more of an esoteric viewpoint, I see the first part as being about the personal moments of Dragon Age. This hmm. is when the war is not raging. It's about the characters, specifically Liliana, who was surprisingly key to that game, even though she seemed so optional. Um, and so this first part is very much a quieter... There's a, you can hear in the very beginning the Ferelden at War part. The mm-hmm. Grey Warden theme is there. But it's it's mostly about setting the stage, setting up the characters, setting up the very emotional parts of Dragon Age. Yeah, uh, interestingly, I saw it, that's 
definitely a way to read it. I had, I had kind of seen it as setting the stage of like the world, um, in that it seems to be almost it's setting the world before it's being destroyed by the dark spawn. Like it's a sad song of man, how to quite to put this. I'm having trouble with it. Um, like, it was a world that had peace and had goodness in it, but they kind of get the sensation that it's all about to be taken away by the yes, dark spawn. Yes, exactly. But and, which the makes fact, it, it may actually be more character-focused, you're right, but Loliana's song, to me, I forget what she says it actually is about in the game. Um, there's some intro to it when you talk to her. She's introducing what yeah, it actually I, is. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been years since I saw that conversation. But I, I see it as bringing the world to stage like this is the world it's kind of dying it's longing for how things were and then you have the dark spawn introduced into it it's a very lonesome fragile uh <laughs> really impressive voice i can't even imagine yeah. having the ability to fluctuate my vocal cords in such a precise and amazing manner yeah it's it's super impressive. And you mentioned the Grey Warden theme was in there. I noticed very specifically while the while the vocalist is singing the main theme, right before it transitions into the Darkspawn theme, the horn plays the motif from the Grey Warden part. Well, and in the very, very beginning... Yes, in the very beginning, but then it just plays it in the background, lay, uh, weaved with the vocalist. Which is what you're waiting thing. for. Waiting to get through the whole song. Yeah, exactly. You're just waiting for those great wardens to be able to fight back against this. Um, it's kind of interesting that this one portion of the song, though, is expanded to be like a whole sequence in the game where a character actually sings in world with her mm -hmm. own voice this song the theme of the game essentially right. i love it when games do that it's sort of like when zelda plays the lullaby on the ocarina or in max Payne, i think you can hear like yeah. goodbye in the game it's just oh man it just brings so much more meaning to the music and yeah when you realize it has a context to the characters as yeah. well as you it's like hey they they know this melody, too. It means something to them. It's like a gateway into treating it more seriously. Because, like I said, a lot of this music feels a little bit throwaway. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there is a lot of meaning to the battle themes other than bad, evil, evil, bad. Well, yeah, let's move it that into part two, which I think is the weakest part of the piece. Yes. Um, I think even transitioning in, because it's transitioning from the last piece, it starts with kind of weak horns. Like, it doesn't even seem that impressive. It just seems... Mm -hmm. Uh, boring compared to what had just been playing. It seems to just be dropping into what I think, uh, Enon Zur drops into too often, which is just basic kind of, I would describe it as like knockoff Isengard music. Yeah, that, exactly the same, like, we've already heard the clang, 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 but that was awesome. This is just less interesting. I like it when the harsher horns come in, but, um. And you have a little bit of an interlude in there, where there's that glimmer of hope, you bring the vocalist back Okay, so the interlude I love, because it actually, again, reminds me a lot of when, in Lord of the Rings, that moth goes up to Gandalf.
Yes. It's extremely similar in terms of composition of you're playing the Isengard theme, you have this moment of respite, and then you go back into it again. And I suppose um, it shouldn't surprise us that we're bringing up Lord of the Rings references because... Dragon Age is very much Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's kind of that Age. serious, dark fantasy epic in the most traditional yeah. of senses. Um, yes. I love that. Mm. Uh, but I know it actually bothered some people because it was just so... I mean, I think yeah. they did some interesting things. The dwarves are fascinating. Um, I think it's a yeah. really cool world. But man, is it a bleak, um, kind of run-of-the-mill, on-the-surface fantasy world. Yeah, I don't think, honestly, the world-building is Dragon Age's strongest part. I think some of the stuff they did with the Fade and Mages and Lyrium and all that was really interesting. Um, but it's more in the characters and how they tell the story than the world itself that really grabs me. Yes. Uh I loved how they brought back that Grey Warden theme again with the wind instrument. Um, oh, yeah. In that, in that moment of peace. One of the best parts of the song. I really... Yep. I will give Enon Zur this, even though I don't really like his sort of clanging and banging um, battle music. It's a very good contrast to really pretty instruments like yeah. the flute. And like, vocalist. the compositional idea of how this song is structured, I love. Yes. The starting with part one, going into the Dark Spawn invasion, having a moment of peace, and then the invasion becoming more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, because when the... I think when the Dark Spawn theme comes back in is when it's strongest. Yeah, then it sounds like it means business. Yes. Um, it's with still the not... strings and the additional yeah. horns. Yep. Because it doesn't the just, doesn't just sound... Uh, rough and dangerous now. Now it sounds uh sinister almost. It sounds like this is a threat. This sounds threatening mm-hmm. now. Yep. Uh, Precisely. Which leads into the final act. Of this theme song. Yes. Which I just, is... I love it so it much. It just soars in your heart, doesn't it? Yeah. I. There are very few... There's like... Um, what is it? Counterattack? I, think, I don't well, think that's the one I'm thinking of. Are you no. thinking of the triumphant one? Yeah. Um, that is... Oh, God. Rising... No. Oh, come on. We know up. our Shadow of the Colossus music. It's... We're going to have to look it up. Revive power! Revive, there we revive go. power. Yes, it's like that and a few others can sound this just utterly triumphant. Like, like you just, you want to be one of the soldiers going to war and right. run into the hills or something. People fighting back and how it's played. Basically, the drums from the Dark Spawn or from the second section are kept. So it's, it's like... It's almost the, like a war in the piece. The heroes are overcoming, trampling over the dark spawn. Right. Swords raised high. It doesn't matter if they die today. At least they'll fight for Pharrell then. And it's literally played to that visual in the intro movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's epic. It's actually epic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a truly fitting use of that word, which is somewhat rare these days. And honestly... At the time, I didn't think Bioware had it in them to make a cutscene uh, <laughs> like that epic. felt like Lord of the Rings so much. Yeah, they had some trouble with that in the past. Yes. Um, and if you kind of strip it down and take away the butterflies in your stomach rising hope, uh-huh. the actual instrumentation isn't very interesting. No. It's just I don't like care, though. a really like- high string uh-huh. and some... Run of the mill drums and some horns going. No, it's not. It's nothing crazy, but it works. It's all that. I mean, that's a good tune. I mean, the melody has proven itself. I mean, it's been played on a lone wood instrument. It's been played on a lone horn, and it's been played in a traditional symphonic sound. It's just a good melody. It's a good melody for fighting back because. It somehow is able to just keep going higher over and over again. Yeah, it's a like, rise and fall, but always it's like wearing a wing hat in Mario 64. Yes, you, you rise up, and then you have to 
give a little bit, but then you go even higher, and it's right. it's that same kind of exhilaration. Mm-hmm. But less about flying in the clouds and more about slaughtering the dark spawn and yes, the hordes of evil. It's a very common fantasy ideal of you know fighting back against this basically unstoppable yes darkness force, force of darkness, darkness, darkness. Um, but you know you don't get that sense of hope. Even I think in the Lord of the Rings movies, like mm. don't have a song that just embody fighting back against it like this does. Like just the feeling of okay, you know what? That's an interesting point. Them. I think they try to use the Fellowship theme as that. I thought there was the Gondor theme that they played when, like during. Well, it kind of depends. The Gondor theme actually does a pretty good job of that. But imagine yeah. when Aragorn is yeah. doing something crazy and starts doing the. Actually, I like that melody much less than this for this purpose. Right. That melody is incredible when it's the, you know, the... Setting out. The nine to oppose the nine. The fellowship yes. of the ring. That's where it works. I don't... This song, um, Dragon Age Origins theme, whatever we're calling it, <laughs> um, I think uh, is more versatile for the kinds of things they're using it for. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. See? There you go, Howard Shore. <laughs> you took one for the team. Enon Zur wins this time. Oh, good good for him. Oh, you mean after he won a Isengard. Yes. <laughs> yes, so they're they're neck and neck, but in the end I think Howard Shore. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. This is not <laughs> the Lord of the Rings score here. No, no we used to compare Elven themes and Seriously, we if we were a movie yeah. podcast, next song we'd be doing would be The Shire for sure. Is that a song titled The, the, the Shire, Shire for, for Sure? sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, I wish. Surefire Shire. <laughs> oh, man. So any notes about this this song as a whole, now that we've worked our way from beginning to end? Something I would say is I think the actual title screen, I love how it complements the imagery there. Mm, explain yourself. Like, the title screen imagery... I remember it being like fallen heroes and spikes and stuff. It's basically just of a dead world. Yeah. Of a dead battlefield. Um, and I think that is, that fits incredibly well with the first part of the song. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. fit the transitions, but when that vocalist comes over just that desolation, I love that, that combination. It's kind of the equivalent of World of Warcraft's Lament of the Highborn. Um, and yeah. mark my words, we will be doing World of Warcraft stuff soon. <laughs> uh, you can't possibly keep me away even limited to the high board. Uh, pr- either that or some of the other Blood Elf stuff. But yeah, um, because it feels like it's a sad song about a happy time. Maybe like things are a real mm-hmm. bummer now, but this is the song people sing to remember what was before. I could be totally yep. wrong. This is explained in the game. I don't remember what it's about. Right. But that's what it feels like. Oh man, I I. Yeah, I need. I think I'd only seen that on one of my playthroughs, so I, I'm not sure. In, Liliana tends to hate me. Uh, oh no, Liliana she, was oh my best friend first playthrough, my favorite character. She literally left my party after I destroyed the ashes of Andraste. Oh no, um, she just <laughs> oh yeah no. See, um, I she slowly grew on me. Um, throughout the game until she was the only one I really trusted. You didn't trust Alistair? Look, I was playing... You didn't trust Morrigan. Alistair um, was just this this dude who would get on my nerves all the time. I loved yeah. him as a character, but the character I was playing argued yeah. a whole lot with him. Alistair is actually one of my very favorite like party members in any RPG ever. Oh, sure. He's a one... He's so great. Like Every time, it's like, every time I run across him in the game, it's like meeting an old friend. Yeah, yes. Oh man. Like, he's just so darn likable and so darn interesting and in how he has to struggle and cope with what's thrown at him in that game. <laughs> and he's so darn bad at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what a great hero to have in a game. Cause it's, the plot is almost more about him than you in a weird way. It's kind of like Oblivion in that way. Yeah. I, let's go to Cloud Ruler Temple. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot better than Mark. And it's a good thing it wasn't played as Sean Beaner. He'd end up dying in every playthrough. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, speaking of party members, going back to Liliana, she's the character who sings part of the song, or at least a variation yes. of it. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, and if you never saw that in your playthrough or never played Dragon Age, I guess I'll kind of spoil it right now. It's not really mm-hmm. a big spoiler. Um, it's she a really see. elaborate, m- moving spoiler, moment. Spoiler, the bard in your party can see. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot she told you she's a bard. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, maybe it shouldn't surprise you. But if you get to know her well enough, then you can like talk about her past or whatever in camp, and then you can ask her to sing this super meaningful song. Mm-hmm. And the game takes it seriously. It goes into full-on cutscene mode. She stands up, the camera like rotates around her, and it goes through the whole variation called Liliana Song, which is on the soundtrack. Um Mm-hmm. And arguably better than this song in the first place. Yeah, um, it may be. It doesn't have the full parts. It's kind of more focuses on part mm-hmm. one, but that is the best part of this song. As yeah. much as I love part three. Um, I would like to see her sing the dark spawn. <laughs> that would be a little bit odd. You see a bunch of gurgling, and she finds the <laughs> pots and pans that we were washing up with. <laughs> the clouds darken. <laughs> but that, to me, was one of the most memorable, emotional, um, stirring scenes in the whole game. Mm. Um, and it was a game of emotional, stirring scenes. Um, yeah, it was really good. Really darn good at that whole emotional spectrum. Sometimes it was a little bit manipulative, I think, just in... Yeah, how- yeah. It's Bioware. It's Bioware, so it's a bit like, look at how dark and grisly this world is. We're going to go kill that person you like. Yeah. Uh um and yeah it doesn't always have the most maturity to its world design but i forgive it for how much it does right and still you know it's a growing medium and but leliana song in specific that felt very sincere that yeah, felt like sure. someone i guess maybe it was enon zur who was really wanted the song in the game maybe the maybe the writers felt this character was special and wanted him to make yeah because they don't it's not like okay let's do this it's gonna happen in the main storyline it's just you yeah. might not even find it I know when my first playthrough, and it's not like every character has like a special cutscene. If you get to know Alistair, he'll he'll have like a meaningful duel with you, and you'll both be totally into it. And no, this is the only thing like it in the whole game. Yep, exactly. It's really special. Um, so yes, I think uh, pulling that idea into the whole of the game. Uh, I wish more games would do this. We're on the title screen. It doesn't, it plays almost a medley, almost World of Warcraft style. Um, where mm, you, you're right, it's you just had, a much smaller scope of music. Yes, uh, it was just three parts instead of like 87 or whatever, yes. your average But World yeah, of you're right, title. it's exactly what World of Warcraft does, which is just introduce you to, okay, the game is going to be about these three things, your characters or the world, whatever you want to interpret the first part as, the Dark Spawn and then the Grey Wardens fighting back. And boom, you're done. And I, I really appreciate how um, you don't really know what the song means other than the fact that it's a really mm. good song and it kind of sets a tone. And as you play through the game, you might recognize this stuff. Yeah, from they really the weave the motifs in the game a lot, which is great. Yes. Uh, Again, I very hard esque Have great respect for a composer who can do that. Um, and not, and especially not have you notice the first time. Right, like that, those horns playing the Grey Warden theme, because it's in such a different context, you do not notice, it doesn't necessarily sound triumphant when it's Or you played. subconsciously realize you know that tune, but you don't realize mm-hmm. it's the one from That's that the other best place. thing is when it, that tune is played triumphantly, and not only are you getting the triumph from it, but you're getting a sense of familiarity, so it just yeah, sounds so it feels friendly. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's like a good way of putting it. This is something you've subconsciously been waiting for the whole time. Yep. And something else I want to mention is out there on the YouTubes, there is a uh, Malika cover oh, of man. Liliana song. She was meant to sing Liliana's song. And it was really good. It's really like darn good. better than the original, possibly. <laughs> and I really like the original. Yes. So check that out. Yes. I mean, and that... That's probably wraps up my thoughts on anything else you wanted to add. Uh, well, now I kind of want to play Dragon Age again. I'm doing it. That's yep, yep. That's uh, why we had this song. As I was playing through Dragon Age, and I'm like, you know what? Yep, this is a darn good song. I want to talk about what I'm interested in right now, and that's it. Yeah, I'm always interested in talking about Dragon Age. Yes, pretty much. And no one on our other podcast doesn't buy voices. Yeah, so we have to do to it here. We have to do it here. I don't even know if I'm going to bring it up on that. <laughs> Okay, very cool then. So we'll jump into the outro. Okay, we're in the outro now. We're in the outro? <laughs> Sorry, that was really We're, we're in uh, <laughs> Outro Valley. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, what a reference. I... Yeah. Uh, Don't worry so about it. where can people find the song if they want to buy it? Mm. I didn't do my research. I know you can buy it on iTunes. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're probably We're just Googling it, it now. Googling you can probably now. just Google it. You can probably do that. I mean, we'll obviously have it in the um, show notes. In the yep. show notes. Oh, yeah, it's on Amazon. That's where I usually recommend to buy stuff. Neat. Oh, more than iTunes? Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do I, I think the artist gets a bigger cut, that's mm-hmm. what I've heard, but more importantly, um, it's just more versatile. iTunes wants to uh, yeah. turn it into an iTunes MP4. thing <laughs> and force it to stay in the library. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks like they have all the stuff there, so very neat. And if you want to write in or... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Starting over, I misread this thing, which you can <laughs> cut out. <sighs> if you want to write in, you can email us at trainstationat8 at gmail.com, and that was a lot of ats. Or yeah, follow us on Twitter at at trainstationat8. <laughs> <sighs> you can follow me at Lord Meldor or Stephen at Stephen Kelly 180. And Wait, do you uh, 180 or 180 or 180? No, 180 definitely does it for me. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a lot easier to explain as well. And one of the big reasons that we want you to contact us is because if you have any song suggestions, we yeah we we cannot listen to them because we really like music we like. Well, we did establish that we have a hard time understanding other people aren't us. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. Send those in, tweet at us, um, yell loudly, and we might hear you. Um, All of that would be great. Suggestions are the bread and butter of making podcasts. Sure. Uh, Transition at 8 is a part of the Whales on Whales network, a network of different podcasts and projects with people like us, with shows like this. So, and I did that in reverse order. So check that out. Whales on Whales is pretty awesome and growing in a lot of different ways soon. Um, right now, you can check out Disembodied Voices there. You can check out this very show. You can check out um, a new show that should be up there quite soon, mm. as well as other features we're planning to put up. So do so. Like us on Facebook or whatever people do. And check us out on iTunes. Oh, that's a pretty important one. That's an important one. If you like the show at all, please leave a review on iTunes and say that you like this show at all. (laughs) That can be your whole review. It's perfectly acceptable. (laughs) I like this show at all. Five stars. Yep. All right. And that'll be it. Uh, Thank you, Stephen. Hey. Hi. You're already starting over. (laughs) How are you doing? You're very welcome. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time. Say goodbye to the monkey porter. <laughs>